Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But one key thing, and I think this is something that people should keep in mind, um, is... If you want to get a higher salary, right, don't do your job. Do everything <laughs> up. Do you feel underpaid? This is your daily catch-up. Everybody feels underpaid. Hey guys, you're liking the content so far. Don't remember, don't remember. Don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember. Yeah, forget, forget, forget it. Hey guys, you're liking the content so far. Do remember to drop us a sub and turn on the notification bell. Ding ding. Ding ding. This episode is made possible by DBS. Ooh. Ooh. So just the other day, right, I was on uh, the Borough. If you guys don't know, the Borough is a community, an online community by DBS, where um, young adults come and talk about everything personal finance. And so, like on the Borough, they they pose a question to users, which uh, was, "What do you think affects your salary the most?" Wow. What affects ah? Your performance at work, is it not? The most, I would say, the industry that you're in. Oh. Fair. Yeah. Because you can be doing exactly the same job, right? But depending on which industry you're in, right, the pay can be like times two, yeah. times three. Right? Mm. So yeah. that, to me, is the biggest factor. And the nature of the job, lah. I think like, if it's like hard labor versus like in the services industry also. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's industry also, <laughs> lah, right? So like some of the comments were, I mean some of the comments were quite predictable, lah. like it was uh, your... A way to shit on the comment section. <laughs> no, because there were some that was, I think it, it wasn't out of the blue, it wasn't uncalled for, right. but it's not some stuff that you don't really talk about. So you got the usual, so like your evaluation, obviously, your performance at work, your ability to negotiate. But then some people were like, you're, you're born with your boss. Like how close you are to your boss also affects oh. your salary, or like the connections you might have with like. It does though. Yeah. Yeah, but not no need to be like the boss boss of the company. Like and then manager. is that not like nepotism? But you're not friends first with the boss. You know, like you guys work together. Then only your friends. But then the friend bond affects your salary. I think it's more of like the relationship that you might have with the boss. So maybe you're easy to work with. Then you're someone that right, is worth right, keeping. Right, maybe. Right, right, right. No, more like the boss spends a lot of time with you. I'm not saying me, ah. <laughs> sure. I just need to. <laughs> then, like, they, if we go and start thinking of me. No, no, so I, I, no, I didn't say it's, it's not like with the boss, you know, it's like with your manager. And does your manager have a good relationship with the boss? Then that trickles down. Because everybody joins a company to fulfill a heart function, mm-hmm. right? Which is you shoot, lah, right? Or you write and plan. And so it's, it's very hard to see that the other soft things, which don't bring direct revenue to the company, but still important to the company. Like morale? Like morale. Which I think is only like, well appreciated when someone truly knows that that's what you bring. And if they are not, well, they are not close. But is it not also odd, like it's yeah. such an intangible thing, like how do I know that I bring morale, you know what I mean? You will know and uh, Okay, I guess not then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think like some stuff are indirect, right? Like, like say you have two employees and they both fulfill all their KPIs. But then one maybe doesn't contribute to like the culture of the company and then one does. Then would you compensate the one that contributes more to culture if all things were equal? 
asking you as an employer. Like. Oh, this is like a f***ed up way to... Right, because like, there's a lot of employees yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> Maybe let's not address that question. I'm going to say yes lah. Everyone's starving and two from now. Everyone's going to organise dinners now. Soft skills what? But the soft skills don't... It will just everything. in long time. It's, it's just, it does not make you more productive today. But it could be that because of you, turnover is very low. I feel like most jobs suck. Most jobs just not very interesting and like, everybody just gets it and it's just a job that needs to be done. Uh-huh. Yeah, lor. Then you just need those characters that make it slightly fun for people. That make you look forward to lunchtime, you know? Actually, I have That's a question. True. So, I feel like starting pay affects like the rest of your pay like in your life a lot more because it affects like all your pay raise and everything, mm. right? So, yeah. when someone is applying for a job, right? I'm not sure whether you set aside a budget like this is the budget for this role, right? But if the person is asking a certain price that is under your budget, right? Is it a straight away yes? Or does it like... As long as they meet, I guess, like the minimum criteria of the job or so. Yeah, but as in, do you just pay them what they ask? Right. Yeah, so then in that sense, then how do I determine how much I should ask? You know, do you understand my question? Yeah, I I do. No, but, so I I usually try not to put out a number first. Mm. I will try to fish for the number. I feel like I've seen this trick on TikTok. (laughs) Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. negotiating. But you try to fish out and and gauge like what is their budget first, ma. Then from there, then... But what if it's like online, like job application, they ask you to put your expected salary, eh? You, you can donate uh. to a wider range. Yeah. But what you can do now is that like... <laughs> there, there are online resources to know like roughly what is the, the average Market of your for industry. Drop, uh. yeah. But you also should like take into consideration like are they like an MNC, are they a startup and then you have to like do some like discounting here and there. It's like when you go for wedding dinner then you don't know how much Ang Pao Ah, then out. you got the table, right? <laughs> but to answer your question straight, if someone applies for less than what we usually pay, right? Yeah. I've only initiator increase like once or twice because I realised that number would be set. Then I'm like, you won't be happy here. How do you like they don't know their own value, is it? Or their, their previous boss packed them at a different value. Wow, shakes, yeah. yeah. Because sometimes no choice, eh. Sometimes you work for a family friend, family friend, right? Then you start, 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 then you apply, right? Then you come in, you're, you ask for 1.6 or 1.5. They're like, ooh, we don't do that here. <laughs> it's too close to the minimum wage. <laughs> so I, I, I had a friend who recently applied to like, uh, I can't remember, maybe it's an agency or something. And then like, I think her request was like $1,000 lower than what the company ended up giving her. Because they said, what? That's way too low for market rate. That we're giving you this. And what I've a had, nice I've company. Had, and I've had friends who asked for too low, so like way below what was expected. Right? And then because of that, they didn't get the job. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Because they don't know how to gauge their own value. Or it might seem as though they are just not good at the job. That's why they're discounting. Like, or maybe their previous company discounted. You need to explain one. Like, there are people that come in more expensive. Then... Sets a certain expectation that I feel like, eh, you know your value, you must be quite good. Because especially our industry, very hard to gauge value. Right. Yeah, I mean, for our videographers and editors, then yeah, we got that case study, our designers got case study. Then for the rest of the company, every case study don't count for anything. You can tell me you used to like serve the Coca-Cola account, but it could be your agency won it and then you are just, you are just emailing, you know, then you say you service Coca-Cola, but okay lah, it's not the same scale here, right? So... There are people that come in and demand and ask and very sure of a higher price that I kind of respect. But those are also the same people that if I can see that metal in the fire, right, I won't bargain, then I will just say maybe next time. Oh. And there are people that come in that say, I want to work here. What's your number for me? Yeah, then they come here, they work for half a year, one year, then they realize, I think this is how much I bring to the table. This is how much I think I should be paid. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I, can I agree with that as well. Like, I think sometimes even you say you don't get the pay that you, you, you want or you feel like you are of value but you really want to work in the company, right? Then get your foot in first. 
do like mm. your first three months. There's probation period for a lot of companies also, right? Yeah. So you do that already. Then once you understand the value that you can bring and you're very sure of it, right? Then you have that conversation with, with your employer later on. So like a job that I was applying for before I joined this company, right? Your earring keep distracting oh. me. Yeah, yeah damn it, so man. You're really, damn it, so really. I feel like, oh, damn. Like that, la. Where you buy from, this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even know Oh my god, twins! Do you see? I never knew you were wearing. No, okay, this guys, I don't have. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't bite my style. <laughs> So the job that I applied for before joining the company, right? Yeah. It was the same thing. I was looking on LinkedIn for a role. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're confident of what you can bring, right? Then I think you can do that. Because eh? many people are very confident on what they bring. So then they will DM. Uh. No, but I feel like maybe it was different because you kind of knew someone in the company also. You knew before lah? No. Yes, no, but I, they had yeah. the lunch before he went for this interview. Uh. Yeah, yeah lah. To, yeah. to set up the But the lunch was kind of like the interview. Yeah, oh. To get that lunch, to you set up the get one foot into your like yeah. in the door, and right. being known also helps la, in some yeah. way. No, but your 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 strengths really do exist, lah. <laughs> no, Stop it, So this year today, <laughs> you're trying to make me blush. <laughs> no, it's working. It's what's getting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> do you think looks affect salary? Oh Ooh. no. But does looks affect hiring? Yes. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, but if you don't get hired, then you don't get money, right? No, so, but that's not the salary. <laughs> I get that salary. Yeah, I think like You I get think. hired, but you might get might still be underpaid. Not all, not all roles. Speaking of which, have you, any of you like felt like you were underpaid in like some some time <laughs> in your life? Actually, okay. It doesn't so, have to be guaranteed, lah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. No, so for, at the first company. Don't like, everybody feel underpaid. Okay, sorry, go. <laughs> everybody feels underpaid. To a certain extent, what, right? Not really. I think after you hear a certain number, you're like. I feel like, no, yeah, I don't feel to a certain extent, like, okay, maybe not every day you feel underpaid, but when you're working, like last night when you're sending calendar invites at 12.15, I bet you feel fucking underpaid. That was the AM. I didn't actually, I felt like I. You had to earn that money. <laughs> 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 no, because like earlier you were talking about like, um, like your first salary, right, and then like not revealing that number. I've actually never negotiated salary before. Like, it's always the. The price that I think kind of sounds reasonable, then they say, okay, I say, okay, then that's it. Yeah. Like, there isn't that, like, maybe I should try, like, 25% higher than my last pay, that kind of thing. I, I think because people, I don't know about you, like, people go in with the expectation, like, this is my range. If they meet that range, then okay, lor, then I'll maybe try for a bit more, but then I won't, like, push. I feel like I cannot comprehend how to judge my worth, in a sense. Mm. Especially when, say, for example, my previous company coming here, I feel like I asked lower because I felt like I didn't have the skill sets that I specifically needed here. No, as in, oh, I've said this okay, before. Okay, yeah. right, so, right. And then so, I didn't know that, so it's yeah, new to me. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. A big reason why I wanted to come here was because I wanted to work with John, actually. Yeah. So then, after, same as how he it's wanted to... It's not with you, Blasha. You're so many compliments. Show your apps. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry. yeah, continue telling people about why you want to work. I feel like before 25, I wanted to gun for like knowledge and mastery. Lah. So which yeah. is why I felt like the pay didn't really matter to me at that point. So because of that, right, then I've also never really negotiated like pay raise and all this kind of stuff before. So at our review, right, I actually said I wanted to ask, but then in the end, I decided not to after the review. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Like, I changed my mind after that lah. So then I'm just wondering like how do y'all know when to ask for a pay raise and like what what do I need to like so called prepare, you mm. know, like to, to prove that I'm worth this raise. Mm. Like yeah, so that's my question. Because I've never I feel like I've never negotiated, I've never asked for this kind yeah, of stuff before. This is a a female trait. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make this about the female. Uh as in, I do I think it's a Because I feel like this is me. a very big part of the gender pay gap. That I females just tend to ask for less, is it? No, no. That I mean, no lah. You never purposely ask for less, lah. Right now, you always just accept less, lah. I've only asked for a pay raise. I think like 
once. There was one. Because <laughs> we got that. There, oh. there was one key periods that I asked for that really helped me to shape the way I approach my value in terms of salary when negotiating salary with my uh, employers. So what happened was that when I joined my first company, right, I converted from intern to full time. So then, I was taking like the basic, like the mm. most basic salary, which wasn't bad. Like, so you like, converted at the end of your internship, right? Uh, yeah, end of internship. So I think I was getting like, I can't remember, 2 point something to 3k, la, right? As an intern? No, 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 no. no. when I converted to full-time. Oh, I thought, yeah. wow, that was not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but within the first six months of working there, right, I felt like I was doing a lot and contributing to the company in, in, in many, many ways, right? Yeah. I was also climbing up the, the management, ladder. management ladder. Yeah, acquiring our skills, taking care of people and all that kind of thing. So a lot of responsibilities fell on my shoulders. And at the six-month mark, right, I thought to myself, like, I'm not paid enough for this. Yeah. Mm, mm. Then so then it, it came to a point where I, what I did was that I, I write down, I make sure I write down everything, right? But I think this is a very important tip. You need to really take down right the actual impact you have on the company. Then you propose, you show that and justify why you deserve that that increment. Yeah. yeah. Because it will be a back and forth one. But if you can, right, and you justify it, right, it's very hard for your employer to say no when you show them what you think you've done. To get a no? What would happen if you got no? I think I would have left. Wow. Yeah, because I think at that point the value that I brought is already far at a certain level. That, like. Yeah, you were left immediately. Yeah, you were on the same day resign. Probably think about it for a week, but I most likely would have resigned. Yeah, right. but one key thing, and I think this is something that people should keep in mind, um, is if you want to get a higher salary, right? Don't do your job. Do everything. <laughs> up. Don't do your job. This guy dropping some facts today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if you want to get a higher salary, don't do your job. Do all the things outside of your job. On top of your job, lah. Yeah. So <laughs> please also do your job. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but don't do your job sounds more exciting, man. Right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, see this article. Yeah. Look at like what he mentioned. Look at how the company works. Understand how the company works, right? Try to introduce new processes, troubleshoot things, introduce systems and whatnot that will improve the company, improve the lives of your of your colleagues and whatnot. Make your life easier for your boss. When you do all these things, right, that is the mm. extra value that you show to your company and your employer. And it, I think it also shows that you have a growth mindset, which means that you will be able to last longer and contribute more to the company. Yeah. And mm. I think employers definitely see value in that. There is a shit hits the fan team. Every company will have one. They will feel like if everything goes to shit, who will rebuild this company with me? And the people that get the business, will be the ones that will build the company with the boss. Every little increment actually is looked at in terms of one year, one year, one year. Because what I feel like from an employer's point of view, don't look at every negotiation for increment as a threat. I don't think any like negotiations for increment is a, it's an ultimatum or it's a fight. Right. It's about timing, then you just ask. I think if you can very nicely signal intentions, right, no boss can ask, can say no to you one, like more than twice, man. Yeah, and, and I also think that like, if during the conversation, your your increment gets rejected, right? Ask them why and how. What can I do to, to justify that pain? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then after, then you set a deadline for yourself, and like, and you agree on the deadline with your employer to at that point rediscuss this. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in a part of my life where I felt like I wasn't being paid enough, and the indication for me was because I was living paycheck to paycheck. I wasn't. Mm. I couldn't save a ten percent and put aside. I couldn't save oh. like 20% and, and invest. So what happened was like, maybe like, I think I was maybe earning like 2.4 at that point of time. And like, maybe bad like habits or so like, I would cap everywhere, I would deliver food everywhere. And so like, I knew okay, if I could survive on 2.4 every month and if I get suddenly 3k or 3.5, right? 
Then I will suddenly have 1,000 more. But do you think you would have spent the extra though? So that's the thing. I was so sure like my lifestyle won't change because I'm yeah. so happy exactly like this. And when I started earning like 3K or like 4K, I realized what the f***. Like I was spending 4K. And so like it took yeah. a moment for me to go like, okay, we need to get our finances right. We need to like right. cut so back on certain things. It wasn't about the pay. It was about your, how you spent yeah. your money. Like. Yeah, and I guess like my money habits. Like. I mean, how much you make is important. But how much you put aside, invest. Mm. Was the other was the other thing? Oh wait, good time for a sponsor's plug, and I really use this one. Um, so DBS launched this thing called Nav Planner. Y'all got use not? What does Nav yeah. stand for? I think it's navigate. navigate. It's in the Digibank app. Oh, yeah. it's within the app. It's within the app. It's all within the app now. It's all within right. the app. Oh, you know what I like that the app does? It like kind of anticipates my future expenses. Uh, I yeah. thought that was so impressive. Between, like recurring ones. Yeah, DBS Digibank app. Digibank. The, the normal the, on the pay now, one. Yeah, sure. Your iBanking app. Oh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so really, you go inside, and then because for me, I also got the multiplier account. So my home mortgage is with DBS also. Oh. Um, then I invest a portion through DBS also. And your salary goes into, into my DBS yeah. also. So, sweet, sweet, la, or, instead, or maybe they lay me all the way in. La. But <laughs> sweet, sweet, right, basically, is that Nef Planner has almost a complete view of my finances. Right. Yeah. I was reached out by a DBS wealth planner because he said that my accounts are damn messy. I have right. basically. Wait, how did he know your account? Because he's a wealth client. I'm not a wealth client. <laughs> this conversation. Oh my god, how rich is that? <laughs> I'm not. Anyone can can have a wealth manager. I basically have six bank accounts in DBS. So like for home renovation, I open one account. For saving for wedding, I open one account. Are these all free? Yeah. Uh, you can open as many accounts as you want. Yeah. And so he said, "What the f are you doing? Yeah. Put everything into your multiplier, and then you get like the the interest rates, lah." But then use like, NEF to. Ah, right. I use NEF to oh. navigate. Because like for me, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using the bank accounts to, to distribute. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. And you're earning shit interest. Yeah. And someone for like the wedding, like, I mean, I've, I've been saving for the last three years. So I like, I've like $20,000 in that. And I'm not earning enough interest because I'm not putting in my multiplier. And he's like, what are you doing? I even went and do the stupid thing. This $20,000 not enough for wedding, I tell you first. No, no, as in so far. Uh, okay. Then I went and put in a fixed deposit. Then he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you get that upset you. Yeah. And I'm saying, no lie, I've invested in all these other things already. This is the one where I want it to be safe and I don't want it to be earning 0 0.01. So I put in a fixed deposit so I can earn 0 0.02. Right. Then he's like, what is wrong with you Stop to put it on the multiplier? The I think yeah. a lot of people like to think that your financial planning is something you can do like later or, or like, ah yeah, there'll be a weekend and then you keep pushing it down the line. So like, I feel like if you haven't started your personal finance journey yet, like really just spend a weekend, open an Excel sheet, type out every single category that you have. You can use the NEF planner if you use DBS and like it will show you all the different categories that you spend on. And then just track it and see what you're actually spending on and how much, where you can like kind of save, where like, do you have enough for retirement? What's in your current savings? Are you investing in that kind of thing? Because even if you don't do anything, having that information, right, can spark like, a, a motivation to like take action like, and do something. It's when you don't know how much you're actually spending, how much you're actually saving. That's when you're just not prepared. Because if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, that was so stupid. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, then my question is, on the, on the point that everyone feels like they're underpaid, right? Is pay transparency then the answer? So that all colleagues know each other's pay? Yeah. Wow. Or like everyone who is at this level, say example the editors, all, mm. all of them are paid the same. That kind of thing. Then when they get bumped, they bump up together. Do you all want pay transparency? Do you all feel like it's something that... Yeah, also I was wondering like, would that not solve all the problems of people feeling underpaid? I feel like you create a lot of resentment though. Because just because there's paid transparency doesn't mean the company will end up paying around the same also. 
Yeah, and and across uh, within a company, everybody has different roles, and different roles uh, amount to a different value. So if everybody knows that you go and do this sales role, right, then yeah. you'll be earning the most, right? Nobody want to do the rest, idiot. They all just go and do that one. No, no but I'm not interested in sales, what? Then why would I go and do that? And if like I for know, money, that, for, for example, money. if someone is in the same job role as me, right, and earning more than me, then I'll be asking why and seeing how I can improve. Right? Isn't that better for the company as a whole? I mean, that's a growth mindset, lah. But most people don't ask why and how I can improve. Some people will yeah. say, is it the person sleeping with the boss? Is it yeah. there's nepotism? Whoa. Is it this person sucking and not sucking enough? Maybe I should suck up. Then we create that whole toxic beach cycle, lah. Yeah, or like you ask your boss, why why is this person being paid more than me? And it's intangible stuff. It's like cultural stuff, right? And then the boss is like, do I want to explain this? Does it seem unfair? Yeah. And then maybe they do, and then you don't understand because it's like, huh, I'm hired to just do a job, but this is not under my job description to care for people's morale and things like that. Then it starts being a very difficult conversation. I think like, as I'm also managing others, I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to let my... Why do you say underlings? No, that sounds damn bad. Employees? Employees? I don't want my team. <laughs> Fuck la. Okay, now we know how you think of us. I don't know, I just couldn't find the word. I, I don't <laughs> want my team to know how much I earn because if like say a work comes in and then we have to distribute it, right? And everyone is at 100% bandwidth. And then I say, sorry, like, can, can you do this? Like, everyone's busy. But then you know that I am paid maybe 1.5 times more than you. So it feels like you should be the one taking yeah. on the job instead. Is it? Yeah, then but it's not the job you Right. Yeah. But you're the manager in direct. The manager is supposed to be the one taking the lease because you're managing across, you're overseeing. Not necessarily doing the lease, but you're doing... <laughs> you're every doing, time uh, he... <laughs> my feel every time you start talking. So. But you know what I mean? That like, like managers are the ones that's supposed to be freeing up themselves so that they can be solving problems and they could be managing right. others. So they're not necessarily doing the same amount of work or the same types of work. But it's because of the managers that everyone can be doing their work smoothly, lah, right? Yeah, but then people may not see that. Why well, you're paying so much more? I mean, why am I doing? Why does it feel like I'm OT, like I'm OTing and then the manager's going home at six pm? You know, or like the other thing also is that if, like, say in our industry, lah, that we have sales and then we have creatives, and then what if the sales people are earning more than creatives? But then who is actually the one bringing value? Is it the one that is going out to get sales, or is it the one that's actually making the product and the services? Right. Yeah. Then it so, feels like there's so going to be the general. perceived value. Also, it's subjective and hard to understand. Mm. So then, as in, do you all think that pay is such a sticky subject for so many people because like people see pay as the bounce, the, the jumping off board to everything else in their life? Oh, maybe. Probably. Right, and then so, then if I'm not getting the pay here, then like what are some other ways I can, I can like, earn money because now there's like multiple streams of income people are looking into that, right? Yeah. Or to also make your money itself work harder for you. Also. Yeah, right. I actually learned that through the borrower and no joke. Oh, as in learn to make your money make work Yeah, Because so the borrower was one of the first, um, it was a closed Facebook group because if you created a multiplier account, they invite you to join. So I had a multiplier account from like two, three years ago. Then you, then it's so just then really it's not people in this just borrows, talking about eh? money. Yeah. It's really just everybody which is talking about budgeting and money, help to optimize, then got hacked on it. The DBS team, they help you optimize. Then he sounds like, oh my god, why are you telling me this? It feels like... Yeah. <laughs> it feels like, oh my god, you're, you're like teaching me how to hack and it's game. It's like insider knowledge. Uh, but they but know it's all you. Yeah, yeah, they want you to game it. That's the first time in my life from a multiple account and like through the hacks that I learned there, right? It's the first time I got like interest payment that can wow. spend one. I think the other thing that is also great is that it's not just the hacks and the community, but the borough also is putting out like modules. So like they're putting out like lessons in like infographics mm. and things like that. So like, like just being part of the community, you you suddenly learn about stuff that you didn't expect to learn lah. Genuine It's time it's for me like to open I mean, up it really the player like account. A plug, but we, we, we joined really it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We joined it at the same time. 
which is why we are proud to be <laughs> sponsored by something that we also are using. Yeah, it comes full circle. Yeah, it's Look amazing. at us now, we learn, yeah. now we teach. What uh, the fuck, amazing. <laughs> like the older generation does. You know what else I do? I drive car. Special thanks to our sponsors, DBS. If you didn't already know, DBS has a couple of active uh, online communities such as DBS Borough and POZ Parents on Facebook. They also have a Telegram channel uh, for young adults and it's where people come in to talk about all things personal finance and life. So do check them out. We've got the links in the description below. <laughs> Which we are on. <laughs> join us. Yeah, we joined from the start. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.